0: All right. This morning, I was praying about asking the Lord to lead us at this time. As always, on Sunday mornings, pray throughout the week and praying on Sunday morning that the Lord would would show us what He would have us this morning, teaching us, having His Spirit to enlighten us. And uh I want to talk to you this morning about a heavenly visitor. You know what happened earlier this week. Most likely, if you've heard the news or if you've been on Facebook or anything like that, you know what happened Wednesday morning. At about 8.03, Wednesday morning, April the 27th, uh, a visitor from the heavens came into our atmosphere. And what it did was it exploded or broke up or broke the sound barrier, something. Anyway, it caused a great big boom over in the southwest portion of the state. Now, people as far as here heard it and felt it and that sort of thing. Uh, Bridget was telling me about it. She said, you know, she was reading me all the Facebook posts and all that kind of stuff. We, we looked it up uh, on the news outlets and found out more about it, all those kinds of things. And what happened was a small meteor entered our atmosphere somewhere over uh, the lower parts of Southwest Mississippi and exploded. Now that was a unexpected event. My sister-in-law lives out of Caseyville in Lincoln County, out, you know, going out toward uh, Franklin County or Jefferson County, out there. So she lives in in the the northwest corner of the county, and she said it shook her house. She was at home and she was, uh, there by herself, and, and it startled her because she didn't know what had happened. She said she was actually looking around for a tree that had fallen or something of that nature that would cause a noise like that. So for a lot of people, it was a startling, it was, it was something unexpected, and it happened, and then you look around and wonder what it was. I read some of the statistics on it, the, the, the folks who know a whole lot more than me said it was going 55,000 miles an hour, and that as it burnt, as it was burning coming through the atmosphere, it was 10 times brighter than the full moon. There was a sonic boom whenever the energy was released, and they said the energy that it released by breaking up or or whatever exactly happened, it was equivalent to 3 tons of TNT, and it exploded 34 miles above the Earth's surface. And we, who heard it? Did anybody here hear it? Okay, and you felt it. All right. L- let me ask you a question then. What was the first thing you thought of? S- someone was in your house. Uh, yeah. All right. Who? Somebody back here said something. Russia. Russia. What did you think? The roof was falling. Okay. I had blown up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, any, any other answers to that? What, what did you think when you first heard it or felt it? I had, you know, some people was asking about that. You know, of course, you wonder what's happening. And I got to tell you, the first thing that I thought of was, uh, you know, it wasn't aliens. I know y'all probably thinking that. It wasn't, I wasn't thinking aliens. I was thinking you know, what has happened to cause that much stir? And I was thinking, you know, how, first thought into my mind is, how does this play into the end time events and are we there? Is it happening? Because when you get a loud boom like that, when, you, when there's something you see, hear, you hear about or falling from the sky, you start thinking about, hey, how does this play into end-time events. What, you remember back in 2001, whenever the planes hit the Twin Towers. Did you know that I got a lot of phone calls at that time saying, hey, what does this mean? Is this talked about in the Bible? You know, is this the end times? Are, are we entering into, does the Bible speak about this specifically? And I you know, tried, did my best to explain those times and uh, a lot of people start wondering when something unusual happens, are we there yet? Is this the time? Is this the moment? Is this what's going to happen that's talked about in the scriptures? And that's where I want us to be this morning. I want us to consider that. Just imagine, one morning back in the early 90s, I'm thinking 94, something like that. I was driving to Bogalusa, Louisiana to go to work. And for whatever reason, in the southeast sky was a a huge star. I mean, it was extraordinarily large for me, and I didn't know what it could be. And you know what I was thinking, riding all the way down to Bogalusa? I was like, is Jesus going to come next to that star? is does this mean that Jesus is about to come get his church? You see, those things cross our minds. When when something unusual happens, uh, sort of extraordinary, it gets us out of our everyday way of thinking. And we are open to the reality or the possibilities of something outside of the normal happening. So whenever that happened this week, I had somebody to ask me, you know, how does this play into end time prophecy? And I thought, you know, in the book of Revelation, there are other occurrences that are going to be on a much larger scale than what happened earlier this week. You see, I don't don't know what I was doing, either sitting and drinking coffee, or I don't know if I was still asleep, or what exactly happened, but I missed it. But there were so many that heard it, so many that experienced it. Now, imagine a little bitty spot in Mississippi, just, you know, a pretty good area, I understand, you know, a pretty good region that was upset or at least startled by or in some way inquisitive about the noise and the sound and sight and all of that. Imagine what would happen on a global scale when something that is described in the Scriptures happens. So go with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 6. And we're going to talk about some other heavenly visitors. Other heavenly visitors. Now, let me set the scene for you, because this happens during the tribulation period. In the book of Revelation, the Scriptures talk about the rapture of the church... And at the rapture of the church begins the tribulation period, seven years of tribulation on the earth. While the church, those who are saved at that time, will be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, all those who don't know Christ or have not accepted Him as their Lord and Savior will be on the earth, and they will be suffering through the tribulation period. Now, soon after the rapture, the tribulation starts, and in chapter six, we see the seals that are opened up, and basically judgments that are coming. All right, and then in the in the uh, sixth seal, beginning in verse twelve, chapter six, verse twelve, the scripture says, "I looked when he opened the sixth seal." And behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. Now, here's some similar events that are spoken of in the Bible, but on a much grander scale. If you can imagine a drop in a bucket, a drop versus a bucket, that's the response that's going to happen during the tribulation period. So, what you see, what we see here on this sixth seal, there's already been some seals opened up, but on this sixth seal, things start happening on the earth. There is a great earthquake. You know, it doesn't have to uh, be a, a great earthquake to get people's attention. But in the tribulation period, a great earthquake. Imagine, just for a moment, we're all sitting here, and all of a sudden, everything starts shaking, and it continues to shake violently for 30 to 45 seconds. You might panic. I might panic you might be here by yourself because I might hit the back door. The the unsettling nature of everything that we know that is solid and firm being moved is going to change our mind about how we we view these things. It's going to get us in a place or to a point to where we're going to be open to whatever the Lord says at that time, we're going to hear. We're going to We're not going to be here. They will hear. So there's going to be this great earthquake. Now the scripture says the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. And back in the times that this was written, they they wove things together with camel's hair and different kinds of hairs, and it would be a very thick, dark cloth. So imagine holding that up to the sun and seeing just a little bit of the sun coming through. That's what the atmosphere is going to be like after this earthquake. Not only that, it says the moon became like blood. It didn't say it became blood. It said it became like blood. So you can imagine looking up into the sky and the moon being red like blood. Through the atmosphere that has been stirred up, violated, been, all the dirt and, and dust and things from the earthquake and other things, it's going to be a time of great great worry, great distress. Imagine Facebook blowing up. What was that? Did anybody hear this? Did you see it at your house? all this you know just a little bit of what we saw here it's going to be worldwide. All the news outlets are going to blow up they're going to find try to figure out what's going on. this earthquake did this and show you all the damage and then, The sky is dark, and the sun, you you can't see anything, and the the moon, it turns to blood, or turns looks like blood. All of these things are going on. And then the next verse starts talking about the stars falling out of heaven like overripe figs when the wind blows. Have you ever been around a fig tree when the figs start dropping? We were in Kentucky a, a little while back, and we stood on a hickory nut tree. Wasn't it a hickory nut tree? And they had ripe hickory nuts, and these dudes were this big around, okay? And they were solid, okay? And we were walking by this, under this hickory nut tree, and one of them fell off and hit right beside the pasture that we were visiting up there, and when it hit, it thudded. Just like that. And Grady said, boy, I'm glad that didn't hit you in the head. But it wouldn't hurt Grady if it had. But it it was, imagine, though, that happening every few seconds as the wind blows is boom, 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 boom. Those hickory nuts falling out of the tree, a fig breaking loose and hitting the ground. Now imagine what the response to the world is going to be whenever that happens. When there's meteorites all the time, and not all only those that burn up in the air, but those who strike the earth. 55,000 miles an hour coming at the earth. This one, they said, was only about, looks like a basketball, about that uh, one foot in diameter, and it weighed about 90 pounds, so you might, you might want to think of a cannonball that's this big around. And it caused that big of a stir. Imagine objects bigger than that falling at 55,000 miles an hour, burning up, at ten times the the brightness of the moon, shattering the, the sonic barrier, the sound barrier, every few seconds. You think God's trying to get the people's attention? Do you think He will get their attention? I know He will. Now, the scripture goes on to say, let's read that. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and and island was moved out of its place and the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand? Everybody. It don't matter if you're president or king. It don't matter if you're a slave, ditch digger, whatever. Everybody is going to be so afraid of what's happening. And they're going to recognize, hey, this is judgment on the earth. Judgment that is deserved. God will pour out His wrath. And do you, understand, do you realize that there will be people on that day that will say, No, God, I will not bow to you. I will not recognize your power, your strength, your authority over all of creation. Men will stand up and say no to God. Now turn with me to Revelation chapter 8 and verse 8. The scripture says there, Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. Now, I don't know if this would be a meteorite, but it kind of sounds that way. A great mountain burning with fire thrown into the sea. Now, God can do anything that he wants to do. It does not have to be a meteorite. It can be a literal mountain that he picks up off the earth Causes it to burn and throws it into the sea. But doesn't it kind of sound like a meteorite? Imagine, a great mountain. Not just one that's as big as a basketball. But a great mountain burning and striking the sea. And turning the sea into blood. Look at verses 10 and 11, same chapter, chapter 8. Then the third angel sounded and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. And the name of the star is wormwood. Literally, it means bitter. The third of the waters, a third of the waters became woodworm. And many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Another asteroid, another meteorite, whatever you call them, striking the earth. This time it says a great star. So I think it's escalating. That's the way it seems to me because first you have... Uh, you have this great mountain sized hitting the, the oceans but now you've got a great star. A large mountain, great star so it seems like it's escalating. And the people of earth are crying out for death. They're asking the mountains, fall on me to protect me from the wrath of God. Now, go to chapter 14. All those those although those things are um, startling and unsettling in all their ways. Imagine this. In Revelation 14, verse 16, it says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. Now, it's unsettling to see a ball of fire streaking across the sky. But we have some rationale for that. We, we look at that and say, that must have been a falling star, a meteorite, or something. But imagine now an angel flying through the midst of heaven, shouting out, preaching the gospel, saying, you need to fear God, you need to give Him glory. That has no place in our rationale. We can't understand that. it's it's nothing natural about that. That is supernatural. That has to be the hand of God. So just imagine for just a moment. No, this is not an eagle. This is not an airplane flying. This is an angel. And he's speaking to you. He's speaking to all the world. And he's saying, this is what you need to do. You need to understand this is God's judgment. You need to give him honor and glory. You need to bow before him and worship him now. And even at that, men will turn their hearts cold and say, nope, not me. Men will turn away and say, I'm not listening to God. After all of this, after all of these natural disasters, and then this supernatural angel comes forth and tells them exactly what's happening so that they would repent and they won't. Not everyone will. So you can read on down through there. Verse 8 says, Another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city. Verse 9, A third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out of full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever and they have no rest day or night. Who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. I know we're hard-headed. I know we're stubborn. But are you so stubborn that you would look into the face of God, that you would see the angel, you would see all of these happenings and understand that the wrath of God is coming, would you look at him and say, No, God, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to love you. You know, the truth of the matter is that every time we say no to God, We've got more witnesses now or just as many witnesses now as they will have then that God is truthful, that God is real, that God loves us and that he died for us. You know, we have just as many witnesses right now than they will have then and we still say no because we think we're in charge. Y'all come on. Listen, listen. You see, what we've got is we've got this thing in us called pride. Pride and we think we don't need God, or that we can get, a, get along without God, that, you know, wh- whatever God wants, I can take care of that later. Let me give you the hope of all creation. Let me talk to you about that for just a moment. You see, we've seen the this, this trails of meteorites in the sky. I watched the videos of it and how it broke up and spread out, and, and it was pretty. It was, it was beautiful. But here's something that's much more wonderful than that. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 3, If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself. And he's speaking to the church. He's he's speaking to those who believe in him, who've placed their faith and trust in him, who seek him, follow him, who have given their lives to him. This is those that he says, I'm coming back to get you and I'm going to take you home with me. Now Jesus said that, imagine, this is going to be a secret, a silent appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. The world at large won't know what happened, but we will be gone. He will come and take us home to be with Him. Now seven years we're going to be in heaven with Him at the the marriage supper of the Lamb while tribulation is going on on the earth, and then we're going to come back with Him. He's going to prepare us. You see, He's preparing us now for that day He's he's coming to get us. But while we are with Him, He's going to be preparing us then to come back with Him. Now, the Scripture talks about His return. Yeah, he's going to come and get us, and that's going to be a glorious day, a wonderful day. We're going to be rescued from this old world, rescued from this this body that we live in right now that hurts and and all those things. We're going to be carried away to be home with him in heaven, and then he'll prepare us to, to come back with him. How awesome is that? You can read in Matthew chapter 24 about how it's going to be when the rapture comes. One man's working beside another in the field, one's gone, one's left. Uh, Two people laying in the same bed, one person gone, another one's left. It's going to be quick and silent. But then, there's going to be a creation-wide event. Creation-wide. All of the universe is going to bow before Almighty God. Not just the earth, but everything He created. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 30, let me go over there and read that to you real quick. Matthew 24, verse 30, this is what it says. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It says something very similar to that in Revelation 1, verse 7. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. What's Jesus going to look like when he comes? See, the last time he was—he was just had the appearance of a man. He was a man. He was the son of man. He was God, fully God, fully man. He looked like us. But when he comes back, he's going to look like God. He is going to be glorious in all of His appearance. Look at what it says in Revelation 1, verse 13. One like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to His feet, girded with the, about the chest with a golden band. His head and His hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and His eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like the fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. And His voice was the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength, power, glory, authority. He will have it all, and he will come forth, and it will be easily recognizable when he comes forth. We won't have to worry about Well, is this the Christ? Is this Jesus? We won't have to worry about that. Nobody will question it at that time. Revelation chapter 19, starting in verse 11. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Hey, that's us. He's prepared us. He's provided for us. And now he is coming. Uh, we are coming with him to proclaim his lordship. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. This is our Jesus. That is the return of the King. Imagine what the world's going to do and say when Jesus steps forth. When the scripture, the scripture says the, the skies are the heavens are rolled back like a scroll, and there's Jesus riding his white horse, and coming to conquer and rule the world. There won't be just a little quick boom. There's going to be a great trumpet sound. And glory upon glory is going to descend from heaven and enter our atmosphere to rule and reign forever. So instead of looking and wondering on Facebook what happened, or seeing a little video from a news outlet about what's going on, don't you want to be there with Him, returning? Don't you want to ride along beside Him and and conquer the world and rule and reign with Him? You see, without that, without that assurance, pride is going to well up within us and cause us to reject God. As many reject Him now, they will continue to reject God. Don't be that person. So many today will leave out of church services all over the place and say, not me, not now. And it's my prayer that God will not harden their heart, that they will hear the gospel again so that they'll have an opportunity to come to Him again. But you're not guaranteed that. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus could come and take his church now. Whose side are you going to be on on that day? Are you going to have tribulation to look forward to or glory? Because one of these days we're going to have a heavenly visitor the first time He comes, it's going to be silent and secret. He's going to take His church, but He's going to prepare His church to return to him with Him again to the earth to establish His kingdom. And He will overthrow all principalities and powers. He will rule and reign from His throne. Will you be with Him? Today, you can make that decision. You can decide... I want Jesus, you can say before the world, yes, yes, Jesus is the king, and I make him my king today, would you do that, let's pray together, Father, you're an amazing God, you're wonderful in all your ways, and Lord, as you have told us that the ways that you're going to do it, you will accomplish it just that way. Help us, Father, to submit ourselves to you. Help us to humble ourselves before you that you may exalt us in due time. Father, as we humble ourselves, giving ourselves to you, we complete our purpose. So Lord, today, in our invitation time, call those to salvation that need you. Call those to repentance who have gone away from you. Call those to prayer who are the prayer warriors, the intercession, interceders, intercessors. Father, you cause to happen in this invitation time what you desire. Change our hearts, move in us, in Jesus' name, amen. Please stand for a hymn of invitation this morning. Hymn 307, and whatever the Lord has spoken to you, you follow him. Make your way out into the aisle. Come down here and say, I need Jesus. He will save you today.
1: Just
0: as I This morning we have a very special event. Miss Paisley Kate Waldrup has accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior and we are looking at her baptismal service this morning. So Paisley, if you will, please come. I have a baptismal certificate here that I want to give to you, Miss Paisley. And it says, "This certifies that Paisley Kate Waldrup having professed faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord on Resurrection morning, April the 17th, 2022, was baptized on May the 1st, 2022, at Wellman Baptist Church. Congratulations, Miss Paisley. All right, Miss Bridges is going to take a picture, okay? There you go. All right, now you'll have my tie forever etched on that picture. All right. <laughs> All right. At this time, we're going to enter into our time of baptism. Paisley is going to join us in the back, and we're going to get ready for that. Brother Mark's going to lead you in a few hymns as we get ready, and then we were, I'm sorry, going to sing. Oh, praise the Lord! His voice was was uh, messing up a little bit this morning uh, earlier, but I'm glad it cleared up. Uh, so anyway, he's going to sing for you. So we're going to go to the back and get ready.
1: Give me Jesus Give me Jesus You can have All this world Just give me Jesus When I Am alone. Oh, when I am alone. Oh, when I am alone. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Jesus. Me, Jesus. Jesus. When I come to die. When I come to die oh when i come to die give me jesus give me jesus give me jesus Jesus. you can have me de Jesus
0: Thank you, Brother Mark. Uh, one of my favorite songs. I was in there worshiping while he was uh, practicing this morning uh, during Sunday school. So we were, um, he was singing and I was worshiping. All right, today we have Miss Paisley Walker. Miss Paisley, will you join me in the baptistry, please? Yeah, take your time, baby. There you go. Miss Paisley Kate Waldron, upon your profession of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. You're buried with him in baptism and raised to new life in Christ. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Um, some of you may not know this, but the heater didn't work in the baptism this morning, so the water's a little cool. So if she, it took her breath a little bit. But praise the Lord for that. Let's all stand, and we'll be prayed to be dismissed this morning. How awesome God is. Amen. Amen. All right. Let me see here. Brother Aaron, would you dismiss us in prayer this morning?